The following podcast, Fresh Perspectives, has been produced by Apari AmeriCorps member and recovery coach Caroline Buckley using the equipment and facilities of Wilmington Community Television, Inc., WCTV. Welcome back to the Fresh Perspectives podcast with your host, Caroline Buckley, from the Wilmington Substance Abuse Coalition. In this episode, I will be discussing tips for staying sober during the holidays. With the holidays just around the corner, you may be wondering how you or a loved one in recovery can stay sober during parties, dinners, and social gatherings uh, during the holidays. And a lot of this information I got from uh, online through drugabuse.com, americanaddictioncenters.com, and hazeldenbettyford.com. And a lot of these tips I felt were pretty spot on for people who might be struggling throughout the holidays and maybe not necessarily struggling staying sober, but at least, you know, these things might not help um, you want to stay sober if these things are kind of happening. So these are just a few tips I feel are, are, you know, valid for anyone kind of in recovery, whether they've been five years sober, five days sober, five months sober, I think it kind of all applies. Um, so the first thing I wanted to discuss is kind of how the holidays for many people, not just people in recovery, but many people, um, is difficult when reuniting with family members and friends that you might not see that often or you haven't seen in a while. And, a lot of times the holidays can bring up emotions and, um, you know, it might be easy for somebody to turn to alcohol or drugs during that time. But I think especially alcohol, because typically alcohol is, you know, there's a lot of it around the holidays. Um, and I think that a lot of people, you know, have mixed emotions with families sometimes, especially if there's been some turmoil in the past. Um, you know, there's a lot of stress, anxiety, maybe anger, loneliness, depression, you know, those types of feelings tend to come up pretty frequently. Uh, so some of the tips that I came up with, um, you know, from these websites, I'm just going to kind of list off and then I'll go through all of them and, and break them down. So the first one is to create a plan and an exit strategy. Um, tip two is to ask a sober friend to be on call. Tip three is to bring a non-drinking holiday friend with you um, on these parties and events. Uh, the fourth tip is to bring your own drinks like seltzer, water, soda. Um, you know, I always get like the non-alcoholic sparkling apple cider that I'll have like for, you know, the toasts on Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner, um, you know, just so I can still participate with my family, but be able to, you know, not drink. Um, also, another tip would um, be to just to decide on a response as far as like, if people ask you why you're not drinking, you have a, you know, particular response that you can let people know why you're not drinking. Um, tip six, be smart about which events to attend. Tip seven, remember there are other ways to celebrate than drinking. Um, tip eight is to stay active in your own recovery. Um, tip nine is to limit your time around triggers or avoiding known risks 
to your sobriety. Um, tip 10, tell those you trust that you're in recovery for people. Maybe you'd have friends that you, you trust, but they don't really know that you're in recovery. You know, it might be better to disclose that to, to someone, especially if people are, you know, cooking with alcohol in their food or, you know, they may have already poured you a glass. Um, it might be just something that you can pull them aside and just let them know. Um, tip 11, which is my favorite, is being of service, uh, especially in November coming up. November is gratitude month, and that's usually, uh, you know, a really good time during the holidays to give back, especially to the people who are less fortunate. And I know a lot of people in recovery, that's a big part of, you know, their program is giving back because they were at at that point in their life at one at one time. And um, giving back is kind of how they're able to continue staying sober. Uh, and then the last one I have is tip 12, which is practicing self-care, which, you know, that one seems pretty straightforward that... Um, you know, you won't be able to, um, you know, stay sober if you're not staying, you know, healthy in, in your own ways, or you can't even necessarily give back to others if you don't, you know, have that same um, support system in your life. Um, so basically, these tips, um, I'm going to go through real quick. So again, the first one was creating a plan or an edge exit strategy uh essentially you know if you know that you're going to be at a party where there might be people there that are drinking or using um potentially you know you want to be able to know kind of what your exit strategy is as far as like you know what are you going to tell people if maybe the scene is just too uncomfortable for you but you don't want to be rude and just leave without saying anything, kind of coming up with um, a plan, whether it's, you know, saying that you have a family emergency, you know, I mean, that might be a little bit too, too excessive, but something along those lines, you know, kind of having a plan of, you know, what I'm going to say in order to, to leave if I need to. Um, the second one is asking a sober friend to be on call, you know, that could really just, that could be your sponsor, if you're in a, you know, a 12-step fellowship, you have a sponsor, um, people, you know, that maybe you got sober with, someone you feel comfortable with, maybe it's even a friend or a family member, could be a therapist, essentially someone that can help hold you accountable, um, you know, let them know, hey, I'm going to be going to this place, there's going to be alcohol, there might be marijuana there, I don't know at least letting them know kind of what's going on and um, certainly trying to um, avoid certain situations. If like, you know that there's going to be certain things present at the party that maybe you only go for an hour instead of the whole time. Um, the next one is uh, bringing someone who is sober, doesn't drink with you to the party. Um, so that way you don't feel anxious or you don't feel alone that you don't you might feel pressured to drink if somebody asks you but as long as you have that friend with you that you can bring 
then you guys will kind of hold each other accountable to that. And the next one is bringing your own drinks, which, like I said, um, I always get the apple cider, you know, the non-alcoholic sparkling apple cider. That way I can still be a part of the family toast on Thanksgiving and, and Christmas, but not feel obligated to drink. And obviously my family knows that I don't drink, um, but I also don't feel like it's an expectation that I tell my family, hey, like now that I'm sober, you guys can't drink. Sorry. You know, like that's not fair to them. Like that's their time to, you know, celebrate and, and have their holiday. And, um, you know, I don't want them to have to walk on eggshells around me because there's alcohol present. You know, in my personal experience through my process of recovery, it doesn't bother me an- anymore. It hasn't for a very, very long time. But, you know, it's still it's still really um, up to my family. And, uh, you know, I say, Hey, listen, like, it's fine. You know, it's fine if you have that stuff around, as long as it doesn't get put in, put in front of me, uh, or, you know, I can just bring, pour my own glass of whatever else I'm drinking. Um, you know, so that way they don't feel like worried about, Oh, what's she going to drink? You know, when she's over here, it's, it's really not a big deal. I'm always prepared. Um, the next tip I have is decide on a response. So I feel like, you know, kind of society, you know, sometimes pressures us to, you know, sober people to drink just because it is socially acceptable. And um, a lot of people will say, hey, like, you know, here's a drink or let me buy you a drink. And, you know, usually, at least in my case, I'll say no, like I'm all set. I don't drink. Um, Some people get a little bit pushy, ask why and you know, maybe they're a little bit under the influence, so they might not really understand, like, that I'm telling them no, um, but it really depends on the situation, because, um, I still think that for someone in recovery, maybe anonymity is something that they, um, you know, expect from others, you know, they expect their anonymity to be withheld, so sometimes maybe it's, frankly none of their business to know whether you're an alcoholic or not or whether you're in recovery or not it's just that no should be a pretty straightforward answer of like no I'm all set I don't drink you know sometimes people will say oh you know like I I take certain medication that I just can't drink drink alcohol or you know what I'm actually going to be driving home after this so I, I have to be the designated driver I can't drink um you know something along those lines is usually a pretty you know, valid enough reason for other people to kind of, kind of shut up about it. Um, so the next tip I have is be smart about which events you attend. Um, again, this has never really been an issue in, in my personal story, but I know it can be for others, especially like for others who maybe work in the corporate world or, you know, they, they get invited to, you know, big parties and things like that, um, that maybe, you know, again, having that exit, exit strategy or kind of picking which events you're going to go to that maybe there's certain ones that, you know, just get a little bit out of hand and it might not be the right place or time for you to be, um, that it might be best to, to just say no. Uh, the next tip I have is remember there are other ways to celebrate. Um, 
you know you don't you don't need to to drink or to use to to have fun um that you can have plenty of celebrating you know outside of of family gatherings and things like that obviously if you're in you know a 12 step fellowship maybe going to uh, meetings is something that's important to you. I know during the holidays, for instance, like Alcoholics Anonymous AA, they hold alcathons, and alcathons are essentially all day, 24 hours on, you know, Christmas Eve into Christmas Day or Thanksgiving Eve into Thanksgiving Day, uh, New Year's Eve into New Year's Day. They have what are called alcathons, and basically, um, they're 24 hours around the clock meetings at a specific location, um, that you can go. And a lot of times it's kind of by donation. Sometimes they ask for five, $10 at the door, but like, if you don't have the money, they're, they're not going to turn you away. You can get in for free. Um, they have food there, fellowship, coffee, all of those things, especially for those, you know, that we don't necessarily think about a lot, but there's a lot of people who might not have a family to go home to on Thanksgiving or don't have um, a place to go for for that Thanksgiving dinner. Um, and alcathons kind of provide that for people who don't have that. So it's definitely good to think about, especially like homeless people, you know, it's cold out, getting them off the streets and in, indoors for at least a, a, a day you know, to enjoy some food, fun, and fellowship is, is always a great time. And for those who are interested in, in participating in an Alcathon, whether it's to volunteer, be of service, um, you would just go to aaboston.org. I'm pretty sure they have them listed there. Again, I don't know which towns in Massachusetts are having them, but typically the regular scheduled meetings throughout the week um, are canceled because of the holidays. So instead they just do the um, non-stop 24-hour alcathon, which is really cool. And, and for those who don't do Alcoholics Anonymous, there are Narcathons for Narcotics Anonymous, and you can look those up on their website as well. I'm not sure what that is, but um, you can definitely look that up. Um, and then, of course, you know, planning ahead as far as, like, if you want to, to be of service and volunteer, you could go to the food pantry or something like that to give back. Um so the next one that I wanted to discuss is staying active um, instead of just like, you know, sitting around and waiting for the holidays to kind of happen. You know, you want to be proactive about it. Um, you know, you don't want to kind of get complacent, if you will, um, that even though for me, you know, recovery is a day at a time and it doesn't matter whether whether it's the holidays or any other day, it's still the same type of day to me and I have to practice the same, you know, um, principles and coping skills throughout my day uh, on any given day as I would even for the holidays. But I think, you know, just to be a little bit more vigilant and aware of what's going on and how, um, you know, a lot of people get very overwhelmed on the holidays and you also kind of want to factor in, you know, your other family and loved ones and kind of just like be compassionate, um, for them. So the next one was limiting time, um, around, I guess, triggers or avoiding known risks. Um, if you know that you have relatives that maybe they drink excessively or they use excessively excessively maybe that's not a healthy or safe environment for you to be in 
Um, maybe you're okay with being in it for, you know, an hour or two, which is fine. But, you know, you definitely want to hold those boundaries with your limits and say, okay, this is as long as I'm going to stay here. Or maybe they're going to be too inebriated at a certain point and maybe I should, you know, check myself out um, after that. And um, again, you know, only you know yourself uh, well enough. If it doesn't feel right, if you get that weird gut feeling of like, I don't, I don't like this, this isn't comfortable, then like, you probably shouldn't be there. You know, listen to that gut feeling and, and, and get yourself out of there however you need to. Um, even if you need to call me, say, hey, I'm sorry, I got to call my recovery coach. You know, you can throw me under the bus. Like, you use me. <laughs> if you need an excuse to get out of something, please. Um, the next thing is to tell those you trust that you're in recovery. Um, again, my experience, everybody at this point basically knows that I'm in recovery. Um, you know, I don't hide that from anyone. Um, but again, for those who work in certain environments, their anonymity, their anonymity is, you know, they, they would like that to be protected. And again, it's not anybody's business to ask or know those things unless you want it to be known. Um, so it's definitely good to have that, like, close-knit support group that you can be honest around whether that's like close family and friends or people in recovery um that you kind of need to be accountable to um to make sure that you let them know that that you're in recovery um and also let's see here uh the next tip i have is tell those you trust or excuse me, the next one is be of service, which I already discussed a little bit, um, that November is gratitude month and that that's a really um, great time to give back to others. Um, I know I do a lot of service work, you know, not just with um, my jobs, but um, throughout the month as is. So, um, you know, I try to um, think of things that I'm grateful for. I know that a lot of um, support groups out there, they have what are called gratitude meetings. And essentially, everybody goes around and talks about what they're grateful for. I know my family has a tradition of doing that when we go around the table at Thanksgiving dinner, we kind of talk about what we're grateful for. And it's a great time to reflect and also bond and connect with families and friends, um, which I think is a great thing to do. Um, and then the last one I think we said was pretty straightforward was practicing self-care, um, you know, continuing to uh, do, you know, healthy or utilize your healthy habits like proper nutrition, getting exercise, uh, making sure you get enough sleep, you know, making sure that uh, maybe you need to get more sleep during the holidays. I don't know. I mean, I know it's definitely hard to eat healthy throughout the holidays, but, you know, continuing to do things that make you feel good or, you know, having those few things a day that you can do to um, kind of keep you balanced and not too overwhelmed. Um, you know, whether that's meditating, praying, walking your dog, going for a bike ride, maybe not in the winter, but in, indoors, um, you know, different things like that, you know, going to church, whatever your, you know, your flavor is, definitely do that. And maybe you need to just do a little bit more of it during the holidays to get through. Um, so 
I hope that um, these were helpful. I know that um, these have been helpful for me in the past. And um, I really appreciate everybody listening. And I hope I will most likely be having another podcast coming out at the end of um, November 2019. Um, But if I'm not able to then. I will tell you now. I hope everybody has a safe, happy, and healthy holiday season. And I really hope these tips will come in handy for you. And please feel free to reach out to me. Um, I'm the recovery coach in Wilmington. And my phone number is 774-315-3322. And my email is caroline, C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E, AmeriCorps. A-M-E-R-I-C-O-R-P-S at pariusa.org, P-A-A-R-I-U-S-A dot org. So that's Caroline AmeriCorps at pariusa.org. And again, my phone number is 774-315-3322. And um, I will be looking forward to hearing some responses about this soon. Thanks. This podcast was produced at WCTV Wilmington Community Television.